providence became consonant with the spiritual state of the sweet being and eternally felicitated the intuitive moments of this broken vessel. The inspiration of the Almighty so guided his thoughts that he collected the life and noble discourses of this great one. Let us hope that a draught from this life-giving cup which provides spiritual meaning will give solace if God, all-willing, almighty wills to the one who listens. We're reading from the poetry of uh, Urdu poet, mystical poetry of Santarshan Singh. In English, uh, translated into English, in Love's Last Madness. Home 60. Mm-hmm. 60 is 43 of Mata Inu. It says, The eyes of love imbue all things with beauty. The world of love is beauty without end. My eyes concede the glories of paradise, but after all, one's homeland is one's home. Enchanting garden, pageant of blooms, enrapturing spring breeze. If you withdraw, where is the point in these? Only they are worthy to talk of the ultimate goal, whose certainty is drawn from firm resolve and strenuous effort. Sometimes I remember you, sometimes you appear, both are gifts of grace from you, dwelling within my heart. My temple, constancy in love, my Kaaba, constant love, my faith in religion, a religion, only constant love. Better than the feast at a tyrant's table is the barley loaf earned by a poor man's toil. This earthly abode of human beings, who are the pride of angels, to me is as sublime as paradise. Once it was idols I adored, convinced by my eyes. Now I've fallen in love with God, for I see him clearly within. Hmm. Poem again. The eyes of love imbue all things with beauty. The world of love is beauty without end. My eyes concede the glories of paradise, but after all, one's homeland is one's home. Enchanting garden, pageant of blooms, enrapturing spring breeze. If you withdrew, where is the point in these? Only they are worthy to talk of the ultimate goal whose certainty is drawn from firm resolve and strenuous effort. Hmm. Sometimes I remember you. Sometimes you appear. 
both are gifts of grace from you dwelling within my heart. Hmm. My temple, constancy, and love, my Kaaba, constant love. My faith and my religion, only constant love. Better than the feast at a tyrant's table is the barley loaf earned by a poor man's toil. This earthly abode of human beings, who are the pride of angels to me, is, a sublime, is as sublime as bitter days. Once it was idols I adored, convinced my eyes. Now I've fallen in love with God, for I see him clearly within. The eyes of love imbue all things with beauty. The world of love is beauty without end. Uh -huh. My eyes can see the glories of paradise, but after all, one's homeland is one's home. And it says, uh, homeland is like Vatan. Vatan, V-A-T-A-N, which is, uh, Verse 2, the spiritual homeland of the mystics in the Satman tradition, Satchkand, or Mukwam Ehak, M-U-Q-A-M-E-H-A-Q, Mukwam Ehak, lies far beyond the paradise idealized by the adherents of the world's religions. For a passage from the Adikarant by Sant Ravidas on the spiritual homeland, see... 20, no, 23. 23 says, uh, hmm. Poem 20. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. He says, Ab Mohi Kuba Vatan Gepe. <laughs> Now I have found my wonderful homeland. There one finds lasting well-being, my brethren. Firm and stable God's kingdom is forever. Uh -huh. But Ravi does, so... Let's see, that is, so... Uh, that is... Uh, Adi Grant means they say that uh, Ravi Das met Guru Nanak. Uh, it's like a bhakti poet. Uh, Hmm. Now it says, what's it say? It says that is from uh, hmm. Guru Granth, it's page 3, set 45 of the Guru Granth. Hmm. But who's really does? Uh, good question. <laughs> who's really does? <laughs> Sri Guru Ravidas. <laughs> they, they don't know when he's born it appears. Uh, some say, uh, some say fourteen fifty fifteen to twenty. Fourteen fifty to fifteen forty. Sixteenth hmm. century Indian mystic poet, Sant of the he's a Sant S A N T of the Bhakti movement. Uh -huh. Mystic Sant. Hmm. 
Bhakti movement, venerated as Guru in the region of Uttar Pradesh, Rajasthan, Maharashtra, and mainly Punjab. Hmm. Scholars believe he was born in 1371. It ranges. Uh, hmm. Devotional songs are included in the Sikh scriptures Guru Granth Sahib. Also, the Panch Vani text of the Dadu Panthi tradition in Hinduism also includes numerous poems of Ravidas. Dadu Panthis. That's actually interesting. Hmm. His details are not well known. Some scholars state he's some 1450. Well, didn't they say these? Some scholars believe he's born in 1371, then they say 1450. Died 1520. They don't seem to know. <laughs> he's born near Varanasi. Hmm. His parents belonged to the leather-working Chamar community. Untouchable caste. He's an untouchable. Interesting. Hmm. Spent his life in the company of Sufi saints and sadhus and ascetics. The text on Anantadas as a parche is one of the earliest surviving biographies of various bhakti movement poets. Uh, which talks about the birth of Ravidas. Hmm. Medieval era texts such as the Bhaktamal suggest that Ravidas was not the disciple of the Brahman Bhakti poet Ramananda. He is traditionally considered as Kabir's younger contemporary. Another to the, and according to another medieval era text, Ratnavali, Ravidas gained his spiritual knowledge by Vaishnavism Saint Ramanand, and Ravidas was follower of Ramanandi Sampradaya. Mm -hmm. Some scholar, most scholars believe that Rabidas met Guru Nanak, founder of Sikhism. He is revered in the Sikh scripture, and 41 of Rabidas's poems are included in the Radhi Granth. Mm -hmm. Poems by Ravidas. Mm -hmm. Who's got some? Uh -huh. The songs of Ravidas discuss Nagaguna, Saguna themes as well as ideas that are at the foundation of Nath, a yoga philosophy of Hinduism, N A T H, yoga. He has frequently mentioned the term Sehaja, a mystical state where there is a union of the truths of the many and the one. Ravidas says, What shall I sing? Singing, singing, I am defeated. How long shall I gather, consider, and proclaim, absorb the self into the self? This experience is such that it defies all description. I have met the Lord. Who, who can cause me? I am Hari and everything, everything in Hari for me. 
and we know sorry and the sense of self no matter other testimonies needed the knowers absorb Ravi does Probably have read Ravi Das somewhere. Hmm. Hmm. Don't know. Well, at least in the Grant, uh, but I guess you could read him elsewhere. Huh? I don't know what to do with it. Enchanting garden, pageant of blooms, enchant, rapturing spring breeze, if you withdrew there, where is the point in these? Now it says, only they are worthy to talk of the ultimate goal, whose certainty is drawn from firm resolve and strenuous effort. Hmm. Only those are worthy to listen to this poem. To talk of the ultimate goal, whose certainty is drawn from firm resolve and strenuous effort. Sometimes I remember you, sometimes you appear, both are gifts of grace from you, dwelling within my heart. Interesting here, it just says, uh, sometimes I remember you. I re that says, if, as if I remembering you is a gift of grace from you. So inclusive of when he... Sometimes he appears, and other times I just remember him, and that's a gift of grace from you. <laughs> my temple, constancy, and love, my Kaaba, constant love, my faith and religion, only constant love. Better than the feast at a tyrant's table is the barley loaf earned by a poor man's toil. This reverse may have been inspired by a moving story from the life of Guru Nanak refusing the invitation to a feast from a high caste official, Malak Bago. The Guru stayed with a poor but pious carpenter named Bailalo. When Bago angrily told him to, to took him to task for rejecting his food, the guru took the food offered by him in one hand and the simple bread prepared by Lalo in the other and squeezed. Blood dripped from Bago's offering and milk from Lalo's. The guru thus demonstrated that Bago had entrust, enriched himself by squeezing the blood of the poor. Hmm. The rich guy's food was no good because <laughs> he had squeezed it by arbitrage trading. <laughs> Get squeezed the money from the poor <laughs> instead of the bago. So you shouldn't eat the rich people's food. <laughs> Better than the feast at a tyrant's table is the barley loaf earned by a poor man's toil, this richly earthly abode of human beings who are the pride of angels. To me is as sublime as paradise. Once it was idols I adored, convinced by my eyes. Now I've fallen in love with God, for I see him clearly within. Now there's some 
bunch of Sufi philosophy stuff here. Verse 9 says, According to Sufi philosophy, there are three levels of certainty. Ul mul quakin al intellectual certainty. And anul anulyalakin a-I-N-U-L-Y-A-Q-I-N, visual certainty, and Hakulyakwin, H-A-Q-Q-U-L-Y-A-Q-I-N, experiential certainty, Hakulyakwin, H-A-Q-Q-U-L, has also been defined as Seeing Almighty God with the eyes of the heart. Mm -hmm. It seems that now and Sufi philosophy, seeing God is uh, interesting. <laughs> Highest form of knowledge is actually seeing God. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Interesting that the hawk. Hakul Yakun Hak Hakul Yakun Yakin Queen Queen Seeing Almighty God with the eyes of the heart, Santarshan has written, The heart spoken of by the saints is not a muscle in our chest, but the center of our very being between the two eyebrows, between the eyes, that is where the real heart of the saints lies, because that is the seat of the soul. Darshan has used the term anul yakwin in the first line and in this of this verse and hakol yakwin in the second. Seems he's really uh, tapping into Sufi words in a way in his practice in his Urdu poetry practice. Uh -huh. hmm. He also mentions this in Secret of Secrets, page 135. Interesting. Hmm. Darshan also uses the Persian Urdu word but, B, uh, word B-U-T, in the first line of this verse. B-U-T in Urdu poetry is used to mean the statues of deities in Hindu temples and chantingly beautiful women or the poets or the poets beloved. In the context of this verse, the word may also symbolize all the attractions of the material world. Regardless of how the word is interpreted, Arjan is saying that the beauty of the world experienced through sense perception lacks reality. Only the experience of God gives an insight into the unchanging absolute truth. Hmm. Uh, I suppose so. Hmm. Now that we've read all that, we can read the poem again. <laughs> poem 60. Love's Last Madness. The Eyes of Love imbue all things with beauty. The world of love is beauty without end. My eyes can see the glories of paradise. But after all, one's homeland is one's home. 
enchanting garden, pageant of blooms, enrapturing spring breeze. If you withdrew, where is the point in these? Only they are worthy to talk of the ultimate goal whose certainty is drawn from firm resolve and strenuous effort. Sometimes I remember you. Sometimes you appear. Both are gifts of grace from you dwelling within my heart. My temple, constancy and love. My Kaaba, constant love. My faith and re my religion, only constant love. Better than the feast at a tyrant's table is the barley loaf earned by a poor man's toil. This earthly abode of human beings who are the pride of angels to me is as sublime as paradise. Once it was idols I adored, convinced by my eyes. Now I've fallen in love with God, for I see him clearly within. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's uh, the poetry, the poems on a spiritual path by Darshan Singh.